to Active Entheogens Podcast. As always, today we have Graham with us. How you doing, Graham? Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? And we also have Sarah Hope, who's joining the call today. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm great. Thank you. So today we are going to talk about integration, but I wanted to start off um, asking both of you, but Sarah specifically, since you teach this stuff, um, what processing means. This is a word that I hear thrown around quite a bit with the spiritual communities, but especially in the medicine circles. Lots and lots of people in psychedelic experiences and um, I think sharing what works and what doesn't maybe can kind of um, maybe just help they help accelerate the process of, of having healers that are willing and ready to show up for integration because you know we talked about I think you guys talked about earlier like in integration if you don't integrate you know um, you might crave more psychedelic experiences or be disoriented and then we talked about getting a therapist but like getting a therapist that doesn't understand what the heck you're talking about I think can really sort of like really um, mm -hmm exacerbate that feeling of like loneliness and isolation and having a therapist that like can really really have some like real genuine empathy and like some skills around that it can be really like really healing yeah i, I it's definitely um something that was like traumatic for me in the end almost like this amazing experience that i that i had um and I didn't know how to integrate it and no one wanted to listen to me and um, everyone's going and doing the same thing, going to the same parties or the same bar and I'm like trying to change my life. So now I have no friends and it was almost like, well, this sucks. I mean, uh, this amazing thing and what do I, what do, I do with it all? Like, um, should I just do more and see what happens? Or, and then I would try to tell some people, you know, try to share it with people and you can't really share an experience you can share your experience but telling somebody that this is what's going to happen it, that you could be leading them on wrong because every person is going to personalize their psychedelic experience and integrate it or or have the feelings and and experience it in their way um you can't really show that um to someone beforehand but if you have the experience, if you've taken psychedelics, um, then you at least can believe them and, and not think that, like, or at least understand them when they talk about some of these experiences of out of body or tra traveling through wormholes to different dimensions. Um, a, a normal doctor is not going to know what to prescribe or how to, you know, the advice to give to a patient. Right. That, well, I was going to say, yeah, like they, they might um, not know what to say and, and feel fear for you. And they might, you know, the most likely thing is that they might pathologize that, you know, turn that into some sort of pathology. Right. He's talking about being dead or he's talking about being OK with death. Like because, you know, it's it's funny because we look at death and we we look at it in such a different way here in America. But um, we're giving now people terminally ill cancer patients and people, as you know, um, psychedelics to come to grips with end of life. Um, but then it's people are also 
having these psychedelic experiences and dying and not knowing how to integrate or implement like this experience of death and it's almost damaging you know what i mean these people that are about to die are experiencing death and it's helping them um but someone like me experienced death and it wasn't uh, very beneficial because i didn't know what i was supposed to do and almost felt like that world that i was just in was more real than this world and mm -hmm. much more enjoyable so who am I right now? and and what are, what is my purpose what am i supposed to do because i was just an angel flying through space and time and now i'm sitting in my house with like all of this materialistic stuff that doesn't mean anything and back to life as usual and it was kind of disappointing well and even even you experiencing not only who am i or what should i do with my life you can get the real question of what am i and that can be horrifying i don't know if you ever had that one but i've seen that and it's like we're like these strange bloody like bags of flesh filled with water and a skeleton this is creepy right, we're the aliens um, yeah this is this is wild and I, one other thing i saw a statistic like just in san diego alone this might have been a while ago or the san francisco area i think it was they were saying that there was around 100 ceremonies going on every month with i think it was 100 maybe a thousand but i think it was 100 with at least 15 people which means there are at least 1500 people having these experiences a month you probably need people to talk to and on top of that i don't know how many people you're around who have these experiences but i i've seen where they get so excited and talk about it so much that the people around them start to go oh she's talking about ayahuasca again yeah oh my yeah. gosh and they they need to talk about it <laughs> just maybe not to the same people all the time so there there's a lot of people who need a little listening a few tips on integration and of course i think dietary change is always important um but okay let's see we talked about processing we talked about um integration with spiritual practices we talked about spiritual practices during the psychedelic experience and we talked a little bit about um, therapists getting trained to do that is there anything else that is coming up for you guys you want to i wanted to look up? at like the behavior change um you know how can people take what they experience mentally emotionally and spiritually and turn it into beneficial daily habits you know how what does that look like does it look like um journaling every day meditation uh ch i think changing your diet when i have a every time i take psychedelics i look at all of the unnatural uh things i put in my body food food and, and drink especially and even if i'm drinking alcohol at that time in my life it's like this stuff has got to go even like gatorade which most people would look at gatorade's healthy i mean i take one sip a bit after sure. a, a, a dmt trip and i'm like get this out of here it's disgusting um i need some pure filtered water and some fruit you know so so it's like you have to really change so much so many things about your life and i think people expect this huge change just by taking the psychedelics and I want to tell people, you're not going to change your entire life just by having a psychedelic trip. You have to use that. And you guys, you know, Sarah, you'll be able to expand on this, I think, and explain a little more. Um, use these experiences and then do 
the other A, B, and C to actually benefit and, and, and experience change? Because really, what are, why are people taking psychedelics right now? They're trying to heal, um, not totally. uh, replace alcohol. Yeah, well, there's a big difference between healing and curing, right? Like a healing, like the etymology of the word heal means whole. And so, like healing is, um, it's an action word that means coming to wholeness. And, you know, we're constantly doing that. Like curing, the idea of being cured of, of depression, like I think that's a really dangerous word to use because, you know, we think we failed somehow if we don't, um, you know, if we still have depression one day. And like what we realize, I think, instead is that we're on a journey, you know, just again, like, the hero's journey or the heroine's journey like if you you know if you cycle down and you go into like sorrow we always want to pathologize that and be like i've got depression i it didn't work right um and yeah. I, I mean sorrow and sadness are like are human emotions and grief those are human emotions and it's natural to respond that way, we've got to stop thinking that's wrong. Yes. Right, and putting a label on it and a prescription on it and setting, right, a diagnosis and setting expectations where really you're, now you're setting yourself up to fail because you're human. You're going to have this biochemical, uh, you know, um, chemistry going on in your brain and body. Um, that sometimes you're not going to be as happy or sad or all of the above and it's, it doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. Um, but psychedelics, I think, will point a lot of that out and we're hoping that psychedelics um, will help with a lot of this trauma in your past that deals with depression, I think, and a lot of the anxiety that people experience is all the future tripping or comparing themselves to others or not being able to reach unrealistic goals and expectations that are set more by society than or or yeah. their parents or than by themselves and psychedelics allow you to become more of a free thinker and not be programmed be able to think outside of be able to think in your own box yeah, not inside of a box that someone like else is a building. living thing connected to the, the consciousness of all you know not just that not just connected to the consciousness or like the the decided way of being that's imposed upon you. Well, and that, and that comes back to what you were saying about healing. And I think for integration, this is an important line to draw. Um, because on one hand, um, some may say, well, if you don't integrate, you won't get anything out of it. Well, that's true in some respects. On the other respects, healing is, like you said, brings you to wholeness. And under a psychedelic experience, you're having parts of yourself being shown to you that if you're practicing correctly, I would suggest you are embracing these parts of you. So somebody would be relieved of depression through healing by embracing the sad and sorrowful feelings within themselves and accepting them 100%. Right. And thereby not resisting them and more than likely the depression goes away. If not, hopefully from a higher point of view, they're grateful for their depression. Then you've got actions and habits, which is in an area of self-improvement, which likely could happen after the healing, but is not necessarily the same thing 
But what I would say is that either way, the psychedelics are a catalyst for change that, like we started off this conversation with, that cleans the slate and gives you an opportunity to A, heal through accepting everything as whole and B, making a plan of action and having an accountability partner. That's another thing an integration coach should be. It's like, okay, it's all gonna be personalized based on what things they're willing to do. <laughs> Can you start eating a little bit of sauerkraut every day to improve your mental health? Can you do that one thing? Okay, do that. And drink water in the right, morning. Right, but I think Done. we really have Just to defer to the person right. too. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, tell, having, having their wisdom come out of them and then being yeah. witnessed, right, in that by a coach. Like, I don't think a great coach you know, is going to tell you what you have to do because then we were not going to internalize that or have that inner desire to do it. Like we'll be yeah. doing like, oh, my, <laughs> right. Oh, my coach told me to eat sauerkraut every well, day. That's why I'm doing it do rather it right. than like, it's much more powerful. Like my soul told me to clean up my gut. <laughs> right. Yeah. And now I need somebody to help hold space for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect, perfect. That's perfect. You just said it. What, what, the something I wanted to touch on too that you said, I think that, um, it, it's pretty important to say that some of the research is showing that, that when people are sitting with a psychotherapist or recalling trauma in their life, uh, they're, they're seeing with, um, brain scans and, and, um, heart monitors now doing these, this work that, People are actually, it's its more traumatic because your your brain is going through the same uh, like chemical response that you went through when the actual trauma was happening, when the incident happened, when you're recalling it. But they're finding out when taking psychedelics like psilocybin or MDMA and speaking about the trauma from a place of love and forgiveness um, their their brains aren't going to this this place of stress, fight or flight, because they're recalling this incident that their brain is trying to protect them from. So I think that the psychedelics added to recalling this trauma and dealing with depression or anxiety um, is is really important. And we'll see, I guess, what happens with more studies as it as it unfolds. Wow. That inner critique that Sarah spoke about is what gets shut down. So it gives those traumas an opportunity to be released from the body because they're in the body. Um, there's uh, some folks that are doing some psychedelic somatic therapy where they basically uh, have people take some medicine and then they, they relax until they have some of these things start to show up in their body and they're encouraged to stay with it and stay into it and feel it entirely and identify where they feel in their body and oftentimes their body starts to shake and quiver and, and, and move because it's moving that energy out of their body. And the way they explain this is because that inner, that inner critic or that, that defense mechanism we have in our normal waking state is suppressed a little bit. So you can see things objectively and that objective point of view really is closer to your infinite self. So you're, you're getting two benefits. You're, you're able to let your traumas come up objectively and also getting in tune with closer yeah. to who you are as a with as forgiveness a or acceptance of it yeah mm -hmm. and acceptance of it and i think that this is where people need to learn breath work by some basic energy work because um, if you find something in your field that feels uncomfortable the best thing to do is to put a lot of attention on it and really expand it and get it clear and, and take a step back and look at it objectively 
And then there's techniques. You can align it with wholeness. You can say align with wholeness now. And that will shift things in, in quantum ways, in multidimensional ways that your conscious mind isn't even aware of. And things will change in your life if you do that. And you can do that without psychedelics. But I take I took those principles into my practice. And so if I'm going into an interesting space and something feels off, I go to it. I look at it. I, I pull it in. I take a look at it. I see what it feels like. Um, but if you're if you're in the habit of running away from these things, well, your psychedelic trip is going to be a difficult one for one. But number two, if you don't have the tools to know how to heal yourself, is that holding you back? And should people maybe should we maybe help people learn how to do some basic energy techniques to heal themselves before they? I definitely. Take I mean, it's something that um, uh, I think it would I help a lot personally. And the classes that I teach just do a lot of like a lot of prep work, you know, and teach therapists. You know, if you're gonna, they want to maybe they aren't going to guide a journey and they want to they want to help people prepare and they're allowed to help people prepare and they're allowed to help people integrate you know and still keep a license i think so far depending on where you are you know um but i think what's super important here is like what kind of attention do we put on the stimulus because everything we everything we go through is like energy i mean all emotions are energy like of pain is energy and we a lot of times we suffer like the things that we really suffer from is more like our feelings about the stimulus like if we you know if we're hungry and we're like oh that's really bad I'm hungry I'm you know I must be starving and like we start to get anxiety and anxiety like a lot of times is just like the what what we're placing on the original stimulus or like we're crying right we're crying and we're like oh, this means that I am a basket case. And like, so, right, this this means I'm struggling rather than this just like my I'm body's moving, moving some energy through. And, and I, you know, this is okay. This is a normal, natural pattern. Because there's like a difference between attention and, I mean, attention can be anything, but like if we put raw awareness and peel back good and bad and just put blank awareness on something like just a benevolent sort of awareness then it can maybe start to move and shift right i think we'll need to lower their expectations a little bit and just gain more acceptance for the overall experience don't go into it with so many preconceived notions of this is this is what i'll experience or this is what i need you know, I, I, I'm going to do some work on myself at a psychedelic retreat because I have depression um, and I'm struggling at work. And so I got to go to Jamaica for um, a week and then I'll come back and be able to get back into my life much more successful. And it's like that, that's, you, you're, you could possibly go and experience something that will rip your psyche apart and you'll come back just damaged and torn and have to rebuild yourself into a better person overall but the experience may change you and you won't expect uh, that definitely you know, happened to me in my with. career i don't know if i interrupted somebody if i did i'm sorry yeah but yeah after our, um you know uh, plant journey i went back to my career and i was like oh i see what's going on here <laughs> and i don't like it you know um well, that's why i always say plants give you a consciousness like the conscious you know aspect of expanding your consciousness i mean and then 
actually having more of a, a conscience about doing right and wrong or, or like, what am I involved in that I have new Yeah. Eyes and that's a troubling part. That's a tough part of integration too, is like, um, you might get back into the way that you set up your life and see how it doesn't work. Right. Or see how like, it's not aligned with the best expression of yourself or, or the way that you know yourself now. We'll be right back right after this short message from our sponsors. Music for the Psychoactive Entheogens podcast provided by Frozen Turtle. For ice cold beats, check them out on Spotify or YouTube after this episode. You can click on the link found on the Psychoactive website to take you to all of his new music. Thank you for tuning into the show. Please share this podcast with anybody that you know that could benefit from this information and join us next week for another exciting episode. If you or someone you know would like to be featured on our show, please reach out. Our contact information can be found in the description. Psychoactive is a nonprofit association committed to psychedelic education and the advocacy for entheogen plants, fungi, and cacti for the millions of people around the world suffering with mental, emotional, and spiritual issues. Visit our website, psychoactive.com, for new products and services, including our advanced psychotherapy treatments and our new apparel line. Having a bad trip? Call our toll-free psychedelic hotline to speak to one of our patient consultants at 1-833-795-6633. Psychoactive Entheogens podcast is for psychedelic education and resources only and never claims to give or offer medical, health, dietary, therapeutic, or financial advice. We do not advocate, advise, or recommend the consumption, cultivation, manufacturing, or selling of any illegal drugs regulated under the U.S. Controlled Substance Act and always recommend checking with your physician before taking any mind-altering substances.